Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Electric Leftovers. My name is Jason. This is episode 369. It's cold today. That's all I got for you. You know, usually like, oh, today, man, we got so... You don't even want to know how much. It's amazing how much we got. Uh, no, today it's just cold. Uh, it was minus seven when I woke up, I think. It's currently four. Uh... Our, our temperature range for the day, 10 to negative 10. Tomorrow, 19 to negative 4. That's, that's a much bigger difference. Um, yeah, so one of the, one of the, I'm glad I'm inside today. We'll just say it like that. Uh, what is, what, we've got, um, we got some, some Bastion going on on the YouTube today. And we got a new stream of Brokeback, right? Did I remember it right? Probably not. Backbone. Damn it. I knew I was going to get it wrong. I knew as soon as I looked, I was going to get it wrong. Um, <clears throat> Brokeback's a different thing. Uh, what else? Um, I did uh, go and finish the extra end of game stuff for Toem. It ended up being about two hours worth. So, uh, yeah. Um, expect that to come out on the YouTube channel over the next couple of weeks. Do I have anything else to tell you about? Nope. Nope, I don't. Let's just move on. Oh, I guess we could say we're going to read some reviews for Kapoka, and we're going to look at a new game called Koryun, Child of Dragon, this week. There you go. That's an intro.
you think Parodius is cute, think again. Koryun is an insanely cute shump with a cute little green dragon trying to save the universe. Well, at least the solar system or something. From some evil, dark, shadowy thing. Apparently, the evil shadow enemy turned the beautiful princess of your planet, who is also your best friend, into an even cuter childlike SD version and made everything else evil. Your job is to travel through the solar system killing things, and once everything's dead, the world will be normal again as usual. The killing, of course, is made complicated by insanely cute bosses at large amounts of firepower. I don't believe that's an official back-of-the-box or Koryun Child of Dragon, which is an action game for the TurboGrafx-16, developed and published in 1991 by Naxat Soft. Uh, this was a um, monthly from Coolio, who wanted us to play games that had text in it that was not in English. I don't remember if it was text or dialogue. I think it was supposed to be dialogue. I'm not 100% sure. I know I picked this one because... Koryun, our child of dragon, uh, when attacking, will sometimes use characters as a weapon, similar to some of the things in Parodius. Uh, but it's very similar to Parodius, very similar to Harmful Park. Uh, I did not finish the game. I think I got to the last stage and got a game over. It's very fun. It's very cute. It gets very hard very fast at the end of the game. Um, yeah, totally, totally fun though. Absolutely something I would recommend you try if you're a fan of side-scrolling shooters. We have no game facts reviews for Kapoka, so I decided I was just gonna look some up. And what's the nearest thing to game facts that has reviews? Steam. So let's uh, flip through some of these. Now, obviously, we're not gonna see uh, everybody's. Um, give me all. Can I get rid of that? No. Okay. Uh, let's see, we have 162 reviews that match the above filters. Well, I don't want filters. Give me all. I don't, I don't want that. I want no filters. It doesn't even make sense with what you're telling me you're doing. I hate you, Steam. <clears throat> I hate you. I hate you. Okay, uh, let's see here. Um, overall, very positive. We don't care about the very positives. We want we want the thumbs downs. Here we go. Comp9 says in 2017, not recommended. 
Uh, Kapoka is an interesting concept, but not well executed. Fly around as a passive observer to a cookie cutter dystopian story and collect knickknacks for your nest. That's it. The game is poorly optimized, even on the lowest settings. My GPU works as hard as in a title such as Planet Coaster or Rise of the Tomb Raider. The final achievement is bugged, and controller support doesn't work fully with an Xbox controller. Um, well, mine, I mean, it's been not since 2017 when I played it, but it worked fine with my controller. Uh, and, um, yeah, it probably pushed my graphics card a little bit, but I didn't buy a super great one, and I was running it on the highest settings possible and recording at the same time. <clears throat> so, I don't know. Let's see what... Aerothorn said in 2021. Uh, in 2008, Dear Esther's lack of combat and sole focus on storytelling and exploration was radical. By 2016, the Explore and Listen game was a staple indie genre, and Kapoka comes off as a sort of mean average of this subgenre, encompassing its weaknesses and strengths. You play as a bird who flies around a fictional, probably European city, collecting shiny objects for its nest and hidden feathers that increase its flight speed. Flying around is a languid joy, and the art style creates beauty from a low polygon count. Yet, as the player, the primary hook is all the conversations you listen in on as you collect trinkets. End of paragraph. Yet, as the player, comma, the primary hook is all the conversations you listen in on as you collect trinkets. There we go. These tell the story of life in a newly erected totalitarian state and are competent, if dry, on their own, but it's blindingly obvious that the game is trying to set up a twist that the revolution, once successful in power, is indistinguishable from the totalitarian government it replaced. No, that's not how that ended. This is such a tired trope that it has no business trying to pass as insightful, and I found the slow reveal obnoxious, akin to when you figure out the murderer 12 minutes into an hour-long murder mystery and grind your teeth as the detective misses obvious clues in order to pad things out. Kapoka is a reminder that if you make a narrative-focused game, the narrative has to be able to carry the game, and no amount of lovely art and music is going to make up for a lackluster script. <clears throat> um... Yeah, can't say I agree with that. Cannot say I agree with that. And let's do one more. Let's do... Let's, let's, uh, let's do this one from Primrose Raptor. Pros! I enjoyed the idea of this. I enjoyed the idea this game had, viewing the struggle of this town under a dystopian dictatorship and watching it unravel as a bird simply looking for material. I think the art style really suits the game. The music is pretty relaxing. This game can be pretty relaxing when you're flying high in the sky and looking down on the village below. If I wasn't a fan of some of the voice acting, excuse me, I wasn't a fan of some of the voice acting, but I can see the love that went into the story writing though the, uh, through the dialogue, so that was cool. There is pretty good attention to detail in populated areas of the map. The bird player model is really well made and thought out, and the bird's feathers actually act aerodynamically and mimic real bird flight. I thought that was pretty cool. Cons. I kept trying to give this game chances and kept being disappointed. 
I spent about 30 minutes trying to fix a graphical bug that was tied to the render distance in the game, the most pivotal part of the gameplay. This game is poorly optimized, I have a pretty hefty PC that can handle pretty much anything, and had lag. There were bugs with the waterfalls and the controls are horrific. I switched to a controller and still had issues. Your bird pulls wherever it wants at times, and this made focusing on the game a little hard as it changed from a story-based experience to Surgeon Simulator with wings. I don't recall that being a situation I ever ran into. I don't think I did. Do not think I did. Uh, and it does say this game is best experienced with a controller, both in the game and on the Steam page. Overall, I don't agree with this game being released with such game mechanic breaking bugs, the render distance glitch I had, but I do think this game is worth the money I spent on it. I got it on sale for less than $2. I wanted to like it so much more. I think if this game was fixed and a bit more polished, they could have expanded on it a lot and made something compelling and powerful. The game has such a unique way of presenting information to the consumer, but it feels half finished, especially at the end. Those are three negative reviews for Kapoka. Um, here's the thing. I had some trouble getting the game started, but the problem I had was finding something that was going to record it and not make it horribly unplayable. So I was trying Bandicam, I was trying Fraps and OBS and this and that and the other. This was the first game I recorded with my new PC, the one that's sitting right next to me. I built this thing to be able to play, stream, and record in 1080p. And it worked fine. It worked fine once I figured out, you know, I need to reset this and I need to do this and I need to not use hardware for everything and use software for some things. And that's not saying that this game needs special setup. That's saying that between having to like I've got this new graphics card, it's a piece of hardware, I'm gonna have the hardware do all of these things, and it couldn't keep up with all the things I wanted it to do. Kapoka is a pretty big game. It's not huge, open world, like Fallout huge, but it's pretty big. There's a lot of things it has to render, so I would imagine that if your computer's a little sluggish, it's not gonna pick up um, and, and run with the game as much as you might want. However, that said, my system here is not a graphical powerhouse. It's not an editing powerhouse. It's not any kind of powerhouse. Though I think uh, my power supply might be a powerhouse. But it it was able to run and record just fine. So I don't know what the issue with that is. I don't know what the render distance glitch was. I hadn't heard anything about that. I hadn't encountered that. Um, controller support. Like I said, I got the page open. Notice a controller is strongly recommended to play Kapoka. So, you know, um, it's currently five bucks and the soundtrack is free, which is very nice. Uh, I think it's a, I think it's a really nice game. I think it's, it's, it's very fun. And, and it's interesting to hear some folks like not quite picking up on the whole story. Uh, but to be honest, you do have to. You do have to devote time if you want to hear every interaction between every character and pick pick up on, you know, what's going on. Uh, it was a little spoiled. I was trying not to, but this is a country and we are in, I'm guessing, the capital of said country and the dictator of said country 
is very unpopular. There's been like a war and there's illness and people are dying and they can't get medicine. And the dictator's out saying, look, I'm trying to get you the medicine, but I can't get it because blah, 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 blah. And, you know, everybody's very upset about it. Eventually, the, the dictator does get overthrown. And when the new people come into power, they realize that, oh, yeah, no. All of these things they were telling us were true. And now, what do we do? Because as bad as it was, we had structure that was trying to make things better. And now there's none of that. People are still sick. People are still dying. Uh, whatever the case may be, there's talk of uh, one of the neighboring countries maybe trying to invade. And now, now you're on your own. It's not exactly a happy ending. Um, but I think what it shows is, you know, there, there are bigger things happening in the world around you that you may not have any impact on, but you need to be able to, uh, I don't know, adjust to them accordingly. I don't know. Uh, I really do like the very low polygony art. I think it works really well for this kind of game. It keeps everything a little, um, oh, abstract. It, where, where nothing is really brought into super clear focus, it, it does give your imagination space to fill in some of the gaps. Uh, and I, I think that's very nice. I think it's very nice. It's it's There's a lot of game here for the little that they're charging for it, and it's well worth the price. I would say it's even a deal at twice the price.
let's see what we got for news today. Uh, here we are. Here we are. Don't worry, I found it. Our lead story is the New World Order. Sure! Your fancy SUV may have ventilated seats and Wi-Fi, but does it have electrified door handles? I'll bet not. The Guardian reported on January 25th that a new vehicle has hit the market targeted at the particularly fearful driver. The Resvani Vengeance. Metal Gear Resvani Vengeance. Costing up to $499,000. That's a cool half mil to you and me. The Vengeance has bulletproof glass, strobe lights, wing mirrors that emit pepper spray, and no back windshield. Instead, the driver can monitor a live video stream of what's going on behind the car. Sure, you can, it can win you a popularity contest to pick, uh, in the pickup lane at your kid's school, because the Vengeance also has a loudspeaker so you can call to little Timmy without leaving the safety of your seat. Extras include bulletproof vests, helmets, and gas masks. The Irvine, California company teases potential buyers on the website, quote, Vengeance is yours. End quote. Uh, that's really stupid. That is amazingly stupid. Like, like, this is just enabling stupid people to do stupid things. Absolutely is. I mean, thankfully, the half million dollar price tag is going to keep a lot of people out of it, and I really hope that Resvani uh, does not do well. I hope it's a, it's a, uh, I hope it just goes poorly because that is the dumbest thing I've ever heard. Number one, if you're that scared, don't leave the house. Number two, if you're that scared, you know, therapy. Try it. It'll be fine. And it won't cost you half a million dollars. Here's a dream job. Five lucky participants will clear a cool $1,000 to do what they wanted to do anyway. Eat cheese before bedtime. Fox 5 TV reported that Sleep Junkie, a mattress review website, hopes to test the legend that eating cheese before bed causes nightmares. So they're asking dairy dreamers to consume a wide variety of cheeses, log their sleep, and provide feedback about sleep quality, energy levels, and bad dreams. The best part? Participants will be reimbursed for the cheese. The catch? You have to sleep alone. Sign me up. Here's a police report. A 31-year-old woman was charged with two counts of robbery and possession of a weapon, parenthesis, ahem, and parenthesis, on January 22nd in Winnipeg, Manitoba, after a puzzling attempt to steal a pizza, the CBC reported. Ah, the Canadian House of Pizza and Garbage. Around 3 a.m., she allegedly entered a crowded restaurant and demanded a pizza, brandishing a firecracker as a threat. What? pizza restaurant is crowded at 3 a.m. in Winnipeg. She was denied the pie, so she lit the firework and ran off with the pizza. Outside of the restaurant, she got into a cab, but the driver asked her to get out because she was being belligerent. When the driver stepped out of the car, she jumped into a seat and took off and dragged the 54-year-old several meters down the street. I'm assuming the 54-year-old is the driver. It does not say. Officers caught up the stolen cab and caught the pizza thief when she became stuck in a snowbank. going to read that sentence again. When the driver stepped out of the car, she jumped into his seat and took off, driving, dragging the 54-year-old several meters down the street. 
they're both mentioned. Doesn't say which is which. We can only assume from the poor writing that it was the driver. Uh, the, the cab driver, not the current driver. That rule doesn't apply to me, ladies and gentlemen. A dump truck in the Contra Costa County, California. Well, I guess no the. Just like the French. We're not supposed to say the French anymore, according to the Associated Press. Because it's demeaning. It is demeaning to say the French. In fact, it was so demeaning that the French embassy changed their Twitter handle, excuse me, to something like Embassy for people with French ties or origin or something like that. You know, make it fun. Because the, the French, they don't care. Just like the Germans. Uh, anyway, this dump truck in Contra Costa County, California, either couldn't read or didn't care when he barreled through a road closure barricade on January 23rd, KTVU-TV reported. That's too many TVs. Back off. And ended up with his left front wheel in a sinkhole. The road close sign was found beneath his vehicle. The driver escaped without injury. Excessive rains have caused flooding, mudslides, sinkholes, and other issues in the area, county officials noted. That's the whole story, which is not weird. Here's a bright idea. If you're looking for a crafty project for 2023, the online shop Saver has you covered, Slate reported. For the low, low price of $46.95, you can put together your own In Case I Go Missing binder which Saver says makes it super easy for the true crime obsessed to record their key stats for their loved ones. You know, because you can't just write it down. Those facts include medical and financial information, fingerprints, and a list of hangout spots. One woman said she added a hair sample just in case they need it for DNA testing. Elizabeth Jeglick, a professor at the John Jay College of Criminal Justice, soothingly says... Soothingly. The majority of adults will not go missing or be kidnapped. Her colleague Patrick McLaughlin offers some ideas for the kit, though. Recent photos, the unlock code for your phone, pics of tattoos, scars, or birthmarks, handwriting samples, but he warns that such binders might not be admissible as evidence. These are the same people who bought the Vengeance car. Why do you need a $50 kit to write down, like, I'm this tall. I have brown hair. I like to go to the Canadian house of pizza and garbage. My phone code is the same as Kanye's. Zero, 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 zero. Look, I just saved you guys. 50 bucks. You're fine. Here's the story about that guy. Dennis Garzjo, 73, of Glasgow, Montana, may not know your name when he greets you on the street, but he'll call out to you anyway, using your birthday. Top of the morning to you, April 11th, he might say, according to KRTV. Garzjo has memorized more than 3,000 birthdays and said he came by the talent naturally. Quote, my mother remembered all of our relatives' birthdays before she started getting dementia. He said, I don't think my talent is all that special. I'm more impressed by musicians who can play a song from memory on the piano. Still, residents of Prairie Ridge Village, where he works, enjoy the birthday guy, as he's known, as he surprises loving people on their special day. Clothing optional, ladies and gentlemen. Not when you're listening to this show, though. 
Brittany Marie Reynolds, 35, entered St. Mary's Cathedral in Chile, Fargo, North Dakota, on January 24th and was seen on security cam footage knocking over a potted plant, then approaching a large statue of Jesus on the wall, according to KMOV-TV. KMOV! She ripped the statue from the wall and threw it to the floor, then headed back out, all, all excuse me, while topless and shoeless, in temps under 20 degrees. Reverend Riley Durkin called police who caught up with Reynolds as she bolted across the street. Officers noted that she wasn't able to answer questions and, guess what, appeared to be under the influence of a substance. Yes, indeed. Ripped the statue from the wall and threw it to the floor. It's a large statue of Jesus. If she ripped it off the wall and threw it to the floor, like Hulk style, that's one thing. If she just tipped it over, that's another thing. And you hopefully reported this accurately. Meanwhile, in willful disobedience of every mother's wear clean underwear edict, Timothy O'Rourke of Danville, New Hampshire, crashed his car on January 25th. Take that, Mom! Oh, there's more. Uh, and he ran from the scene wearing nary a stitch of clothing, WHDHTV reported. Would... <laughs> Uh, so officers found him running behind Main Street homes wearing no clothes and coated in his own blood. He was charged with a DWI and resisting arrest and presumably some jail garb to wear. Presumably given, that should probably say, because otherwise he was charged with presumably some jail garb to wear. Editing. Try it. Here's the story of Awesome Vanyar, one of the equine competitors in the Tokei Stakes race on January 22nd in Nagoya, Japan, crossed the finished line first. However, out of Central reported Vanyar was missing one, one thing which led to his being disqualified a rider. Vanyar's jockey fell off soon as they left the gate, uh, and the second place horse's jockey couldn't catch up to the riderless horse, although they were the technical winners. After crossing the finish line, Vanyar coolly slowed down and sauntered off toward the exit. He don't need no man holding him down. News you can use. KFC Thailand has partnered with perfume experts during the Lunar New Year to create what every finger-licking good fan wants. Chicken fried incense. Oddity Central reported that the incense sticks look good enough to eat and smell even better. Alas, you cannot buy them. It will be awarded through a raffle on KFC Thailand's Facebook page. Uh, file this one away with the Arby's sweatshirt. Sweatshirt that smelled like Arby's. Remember that one? Special delivery, ladies and gentlemen. During a basketball match between Duquesne University and Loyola Chicago in Pittsburgh on January 25th, officials, officials even, briefly stopped play at the 16:10 mark of the second half. Trib Live reported. At that moment, a man in a yellow hoodie walked onto the court and approached Loyola player Philip Alston, but apparently without malice. He had a McDonald's bag in his hand, and a video recording caught him yelling, "DoorDash!" Commentators, officials, and players seemed stumped about who ordered the food, but someone finally claimed the delivery. A Dickens official said he believed the event was staged, and sure enough, a close-up of the delivery guy reveals a microphone clipped to his t-shirt. Another one of those YouTube, I give me attention! I want attention! I want all the attention! I'm special! Everybody said so, I demand all the attention! Love me forever! 
or I'm gonna tell my mom on you. I'm 37. Ladies and gentlemen, you did it. You made it to the end of yet another one of these thought experiments, I guess. I don't know. Maybe it's a crowd control thing. Opiate of the masses, perhaps, is, is what the show is. But thanks for getting to the end of it anyway. Uh, go, go enjoy an opiate of your choice. Uh, if you enjoyed the show, please consider giving us a like and a review and a rating and a... Uh, Give us a follow or a download or a subscribe or whatever on the podcast software of your choice. Uh, if you'd like to support the show, you can visit jasonsgroovemachine.com where you can find videos of Kapoka, Koryu and Child of Dragon, and all the other garbage that we've talked about in the past. And you can also buy me a coffee over there at buymeacoffee.com slash electric left. I have an announcement, kind of, sort of. I, I would request some feedback. So if you've got any... Get a hold of me either uh, via email or at the website, Twitter at JasonGRBAN or on YouTube or wherever. Um, considering releasing the back catalog of the show as videos on YouTube, there wouldn't actually be anything to video, uh, but it's going to potentially be going up there. If you've got any thoughts, feel free to share them. Uh, until then, I'm going to go. I'm going to try and warm up a little bit. It's, uh, what was it when we started? It was four? Four degrees? Let's see. What is it now? Oh, it's five. Oh, man. Bust out the uh, cargo shorts and the long sleeve shirt, because I'm a moron. Thank you, everybody. I will catch you next week. <laughs>